Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming solar eclipse on December 4th, 2021. And so before we get started, please keep in mind that I do study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology. And so the Vedic system of astrology is taken from Southeast Asia in India. That's where it originated. And so it's a different system than the Western system. The sidereal system of astrology uses the astronomical placement of the planets at any given moment in time. Okay, and that is going to be different than the tropical system. So if you're familiar with astrology here in the West, it's probably it's very much likely that you've been introduced to the Western tropical system. So I am going to go ahead and start talking about astrology. And I just want you all to know that the signs are going to be different than they would be in the Western tropical system. If you want to calculate your Vedic birth chart to see where the planets were astronomically at the moment of your birth, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then chart. So let's go ahead. Um, first of all, I like doing the monthly horoscope before the month actually starts. However, I wanted to go ahead and do this eclipse because we can typically feel the feeling, we can typically feel the effects of the eclipse, I should say, well before the actual eclipse day. So again, the solar eclipse is taking place on December 4th. We are going to start feeling the energy of the eclipse probably a week ahead of time. And so that's why I wanted to go ahead and make this eclipse podcast. And I'll do the December horoscope next week. And I always love doing the horoscope, doing an overarching theme of the month, looking at major transits. I always enjoy putting those together. So we'll have fun with that next week. But for this week, again, focusing on the solar eclipse in Scorpio. And this, this is going to be pretty intense. This is going to bring up things from the past. You know, this is going to shake things that we thought were complete. And the reason that I say that is because we actually had an eclipse last year in December of 2020. So this is our last eclipse of 2021. Um, and... The previous eclipse that we had in December, the last eclipse for 2020, was also in Scorpio. So there may be something that occurred last year in the winter, you know, in December, that may resurrect. There may be issues that were not reconciled. There may be something that you didn't heal or complete or take care of that comes back from the past for us to reconcile. So think about that. Think think back to December of 2020. What was happening? What was a big theme? And notice if anything gets brought back up. And so just kind of backtracking a little bit what you can expect from this podcast. We're going to talk about the eclipse. We're going to talk about some transits. And then I'm going to talk about how this eclipse will impact each of the 12 zodiac signs. But very briefly, if you want something that is more in depth, please sign up for my Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. And I go into depth for each of the 12. But um, again, I'll, I'll go over very briefly. So Scorpio is the sign of transformation. It is the eighth sign of the zodiac. So it has this natural connection to the eighth house. 
And that means that the sign itself is all about metamorphosis. It's all about change. It has this energy about it that can give sudden ups and downs, sudden unexpected events. And it can be quite secretive as well. It can be secretive and have hidden information and it can also give the energy or the inclination of wanting to penetrate deeper to delve deep into hidden knowledge secretive knowledge occult sciences like astrology yoga kundalini tarot but then again it could also be politics or these other realms of life that are a little bit more secretive or are a little bit more hidden This is the energy of Scorpio. And again, I want to stress the transformation and the change. It's like a serpent stripping off its layers. And so this is where the eclipse is taking place. The moon and the sun are both going to be in Scorpio. And of course, we want to look at the nakshatra as well. In Vedic astrology, we always look at the nakshatra. And this solar eclipse is going to be in Jyeshta, nakshatra. And for those of you that know Jayeshta, you're probably laughing. For those of you that don't, we'll talk about what Jayeshta represents. And so Jayeshta is associated to the Elder One. Okay, Jayeshta in mythology, Jayeshta is the eldest of the 27 nakshatras. And so there's this energy to Jayeshta that is responsible, that is, likes to take control It likes to take the reins, call people to action. It has very good organizational skills. And again, it takes responsibility. It takes the lead. There's also a great deal around status and wanting to have status in this life. But now the less savory qualities of Jyeshta is that this nakshatra is known for envy and being jealous. Um... It can also be very hidden. It does like to hide things. I mean, obviously, it's in Scorpio. But Jeshta's deity, the deity that rules Jeshta, is Indra or Indra. And Indra is the god of the gods, but he's also known for constantly being drunk on Soma and kind of getting into shenanigans, honestly. And so Jeshta also has this connection, again, to power. I mean, to overcoming, to conquering, and inebriation or addiction. So this solar eclipse is completely possible that it's going to bring up issues of power, issues that require us to be responsible. It may even be issues that call us to action, that call us to rise above certain matters. And it could also bring an inclination to drown out, to numb, to inebriate. So it's really important as this eclipse comes is, first of all, which areas of life are we not being responsible? What have we been neglecting? Now is the time to take responsibility, to take control, to stop procrastinating, to be responsible. And it's another amazing opportunity to notice what we're trying to numb. 
Usually when we're on the path of healing, there can be a few indicators um, that we're off of balance. And it's if we're denying something, if we are avoiding something, if we're hiding from something. And another thing is if we're numbing something, if we're trying to control something too. This is a big one for Giesta. So let's kind of focus on those two of numbing and controlling. Notice if there are things in your life that are beyond your control, if it involves other people, if it involves the decisions of other people, are we trying to take control? Are we being overbearing? Are we being too intrusive? Are we causing ourselves suffering because we are trying to take control of something that we in reality have no control over? So again, we need to turn that power, that power of Jeshta, instead of focusing on others, turn it inward. What can we focus on? What can we control in ourselves? And then the other in terms of numbing, when big emotions arise, what do we turn to? Do we sit in meditation and really analyze our feelings and let ourselves feel them, rather they be good or not? Or do we reach for the cell phone and scroll away the pain? <laughs> do we turn on Netflix? Do we reach for some bourbon? You know, what is it that we turn to to try to avoid these feelings or numb these feelings or even control these feelings? It could be that as well. And so I'm not necessarily saying that every single person listening to this has an issue with numbing out their feelings or avoiding their feelings at all. But I think that it's a pretty common thing. I think that a lot of people will choose to avoid their feelings and, and kind of turning away because it's second nature. You know, we're not trained from an early age where if we feel something big to really sit with it and analyze it, we're just not. That's not something that we're taught in school or society. And now as we're conscious adults and we're seeking higher meaning and we're we're seeking a higher perspective. Now's the time to start training ourselves to do these things so that we can see more clearly and have this more clear perspective, this more true perspective. And so again, for this eclipse, I really do recommend looking at areas of your life that are not in control that you need to have more responsibility over, things that you might have been procrastinating on or avoiding. Also looking at areas of life that maybe you're trying to control that in reality you have no control over. So it's like, you know, paying our bills, um, taking care of our health, taking care of our relationship, taking care of our children, taking care of our pets, going to work, getting projects done, creating, being innovative, doing what we need to do. Those are all things that we have control over and that we can take action in. But when it comes to the decision of others, the words of others, the perspective of others, others' agendas, them leading their own life, even if it does impact us, we don't have any control over other people. And when it comes to external circumstances, we certainly don't have any control over external circumstances. And so rather than trying to control the outer world, control outer circumstances, control other people, now is the time to seize this powerful energy and channel it into what we control within ourselves. And then the second part of that, looking at where we are, <laughs> avoiding, numbing, controlling, hiding, especially when it comes to our feelings. If there's something in our life that has been aching, 
you know, demanding our attention. Sometimes there are things that happen where when we think about them, we almost start to cry. And instead of doing that, we turn to the cell phone or we turn to TV or we turn to alcohol or we turn to a cigarette or whatever. I know I've done that. Absolutely. But this is one of those amazing opportunities to where if you have those feelings come up, and it could even be joy, you know, it could be joy, it could be nostalgia, it could be remembering somebody that you lost. Maybe you just need to sit and remember the memories and the time that you had with them. You know, it could also be again, taking time to celebrate your wins. Look at how far you've come, look at what you've been achieving lately. Rather it be something in the material world in terms of a career and a job and, and what you're doing, but it could also just be taking care of yourself, drinking more water, uh, investing more time in higher pursuits, learning hobbies, you know, taking time to celebrate those achievements and orienting time towards yourself to be better than you were yesterday. So taking time to sit with those feelings, acknowledge them, see where you are, not allowing the eclipse to pass while just numbing out. Because Scorpio can have that effect. And the other thing that I'll say is that when the moon is in Scorpio, it is debilitated. And this is our mind, it's our emotions, it's the world around us, it's the masses. That's what the moon is. And so when the moon is debilitated, we can certainly feel fear, anxiety, being disoriented, being scattered, being completely emotional, having phobias, irrational fears. Absolutely. Thinking about the past, thinking about past hurt. So those things may come up. And if they do, it's going to be so wise to really sit with those things because there may be even more of a temptation to numb out, especially because Jesha is associated to Indra with things like alcohol and intoxicants. So be really careful, you know, and, and just ask yourself what best serves yourself. And nobody knows that better than you do. Of course, this is an eclipse. It's not just a new moon. And so that means that K2 is sitting with the sun and the moon. And something to remember about K2 is that K2 is the secondary ruler of Scorpio. K2 is, some astrologers say that K2 is exalted in Scorpio. It feels very comfortable there. And so it does allow for these really deep insights. And because this eclipse is happening around holidays, it could be around lineage, it could be around family, um, it could be around roots. So notice, notice what comes up because things from the past may be coming up. K2 is things from the past. Rahu is things in the future. Rahu's attaching us to the material world. K2 is taking us out of the material world and it's connecting us to the past. It has to do with things that have already been done. So things from the past may come up. And that's also why I was saying that notice what was happening in December 2020. Because we had, in December of 2020, we had another eclipse in Scorpio. And so there may be unfinished business things that we forgot about, things that we didn't tie the, you know, loose strings on, things that we didn't heal, reconcile. There may be things from December of 2020 that come back for us to work through. 
And depending on where this eclipse is happening in your chart, it could be in regards to that area of life as well, which we're going to talk about. So there may be some similar themes there. Um, and so Scorpio is ruled by Mars. Mars is in Libra. Mars will enter Scorpio on December 5th, the day after the eclipse. So I do think that this will bring a certain intensity. And I think that it will be really helpful to move our bodies. Like if, um, if you enjoy movement, if you enjoy sweating, if that's a really good way for you to channel energy, I would recommend it. Of course, don't do anything crazy. You know, no risk taking because the eclipse is always a time where we want to be especially safe and especially careful but if you want to go on a run or a walk or take your dog out or whatever um, Mars is going to help us channel that energy but everyone is a little bit more accident prone so please keep that in mind don't do anything too crazy Jayeshta is ruled by Mercury and I think that this is super interesting okay because for this eclipse Moon and Sun are in Jeshta, and so is Mercury, and Mercury rules Jeshta. So there may be things around communication that come up. So really, all of this is pointing to don't repress, don't avoid, don't numb, take responsibility, see what you can do in your own life to create the reality that you want. And it may have to do with how you communicate, how you share your message, how you share your desires, how you share your appreciation, whatever it may look like. But because this is an eclipse, and it is powerful, there may be those mercurial issues. So be mindful of the miscommunication, be mindful of what we share on um, the media, like social media, we may have a tendency to like, have a sharp tongue, okay, during this period of time. So please be mindful, there may be some of those mercurial issues that come up. And the final thing, let's see, what else did I want to talk about? That's pretty much it, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, I have more to talk about in terms of the overall night sky. But the final thing I'll say about the eclipse is that there is this really special connection happening. Mars, Remember, Mars is about to enter Scorpio. And even when it does, it's still going to be in this in the same nakshatra. But Mars is in the nakshatra of Vishaka. And Vishaka is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is currently in the nakshatra of Danishta. And Danishta is ruled by Mars. So there's this interesting like sign exchange um, in Vedic astrology. It's a Parivartana. Uh, switching of the signs between Mars and Jupiter and Mars and Jupiter when they share energy it's like we feel compelled to teach we feel compelled to share we are fighting for a righteous cause because Mars is the fighter it's being combative and Jupiter is righteousness it is virtue so we will see people standing up for their righteous causes and we're going to continue to see this okay we ourselves may feel called to share what we believe in our hearts. But remember, we are coming up on holiday season. <laughs> so don't start fights at Thanksgiving dinner. Don't start fights at Christmas dinner. Just, you know, as families coming in, we want to be careful, right? Because we can hold something dear to our heart and we can believe in something while still holding space for others to share their point of view and to have a conversation and to share ideas and to share points of view. No one is ever open and receptive to our point of view if we're yelling and screaming or telling them that they're dumb or telling them that they're wrong. 
people are generally much more accepting and open when we take the time to hear them and when we share our perspective in a thoughtful way. So please do keep that in mind. It's so important to share from the heart and to share what we believe in, but we want to be we, we want to be wise in our delivery because it doesn't really matter if we have something we believe in and we care about it. It doesn't matter how much we care about it if we're not delivering it in a way that's going to be helpful. So remember that. Remember to, if we care about something enough, we want to be really thoughtful in how we deliver our message and in how in, in how we share our message. So looking at the rest of the night sky, and then I'll briefly go through the zodiac. So again, on December 5th, Mars is going to enter Scorpio, which is going to be quite powerful. And we'll talk much more about this on the next podcast, okay? I'm just going to kind of briefly tell you what's coming up. On December 16th, K2 and Mars are going to conjoin completely. This is going to intensify a lot of energy in the atmosphere. This is when we will enter the Kalasarpa Yoga. Okay, so on December 16th, we enter the Kalasarpa. Remember that Kalasarpa is time serpent yoga. This is when really karmic events start happening. Events start happening that change the course of where we're going. So we think we're going in one direction. Kalasarpa happens. We start going into another direction. And so we'll be in Kalasarpa for several months. On December 19th, Venus goes retrograde and it will direct on January 29th. I am so tempted to start talking about this right now, but I'm going to make myself wait. So we'll talk about this on the next podcast. But remember that Venus retrograde, Venus is a personal planet. It has a massive impact on our personal lives, particularly in regards to intimacy, love, and relationships. So we want to have that on the calendar. So we'll talk about that next time. Let's go ahead and switch gears. I'm going to talk about where the eclipse is taking place for you, depending on your birth chart, and which area of life is going to be auspicious for setting intentions. Remember that the new moon is a time to set intentions, and this is the final eclipse of 2021. So we are moving out of 2021 into this entire new cycle of time. What do you want to bring with you into 2022? How do you want to kick this off? And again, depending on where it is in your chart, it may it may symbolize something. So just notice what comes up, notice what's relevant in your life, and we'll see what happens. Keep in mind that in Vedic astrology, we want to pay attention to the transits from the rising sign and the moon sign. So have your rising or ascendant handy, have your moon sign handy. We want to look at both. If you are an Aries moon or an Aries ascendant, this solar eclipse is taking place in the eighth house. So this is all around transformation, change. It's a great time to set an intention. The eighth house is the house of death and rebirth. It can also be around inheritance. There could be a financial energy here. There may be something around death that comes up. Okay, it may just be more prevalent in your life. It may be in your thoughts more. Um, Of course, it is also the house of transformation and change. And it is also the house of, of like sexuality and sexual energy. The eighth house is the house of like repression. So there could be uh, something that comes up in regards to these areas as well. 
If you are a Taurus moon or a Taurus ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in the seventh house of relationships. There may be an issue that comes back from the past. There may be something that you have to take care of, something that you have to tie the strings on. Notice what happens. If you are a Gemini moon or a Gemini ascendant, the eclipse is taking place in the sixth house. This could be around health, healing, opposition, competition. It could be around our day-to-day -day work life. It could also be around pets. If you are a Cancer Moon or a Cancer Ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in the fifth house. This is the house of expression, creativity, children. There may be something from the past that comes up. Fifth house is also the house of fun and romance. Also has a lot to do with our spirituality. If you are a Leo Moon or a Leo Ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in the fourth house. This is the house of property, the home, real estate. It's also with the mother. Notice if anything comes up from the past, if there's anything that requires extra focus in these areas be mindful with communication with the mother if you are a virgo moon or a virgo ascendant this eclipse is taking place in the third house of siblings of neighbors of our talent of our skill set can also be of languages how we present ourselves to the public like online or on stage notice what comes up this is also the house of will power and courage there may be something that requires us to be more courageous of course it could also be something from the past in regards to these areas if you are a libra moon or a libra ascendant this eclipse is taking place in the second house this is the house of our speech of our face of our teeth of our finances of our early family life there may be something from the past that creeps up in regards to these areas. There could also be an event that takes place in regards to these areas. Notice what happens. If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, this is happening on your first house of yourself, of how you perceive yourself, of how you are in the outer world. There may be something that comes up for you that's huge. Something that shifts or changes. You may have a big epiphany. There may be a major transformation. But this is all about you. Focus on you. Give yourself the attention that you deserve. If you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in the 12th house of things from the past. So for real, there can be something from your subconscious mind, of something from the past, of something long forgotten it could also be around spirituality or foreign affairs in some capacity but this is a deep time for Sagittarius there may be almost like um, a need to isolate in a way so focus on spiritual practices this is also a time of hidden enemies so be particularly careful around this time if you are a Capricorn moon or a Capricorn ascendant, the eclipse is taking place in the 11th house of friendships. So this can bring up friendship issues from the past, connections from the past. It can bring back thoughts of hopes and wishes of dreams of areas that you were looking at going. You know, you may have been on a certain trajectory a few years ago and maybe you lost sight of that. So notice what comes up. It could be ideas, themes, um, dreams from the past but it could also have to do with great gains and of course it could have to do with friendships there may be something with a network circle that comes up if you are an aquarius moon or an aquarius ascendant this is in the 10th house of your career this is going to affect your work so there may be something really big that happens in regards to your career it could also have to do with your authority things from the past may come back if you are a Pisces moon or a Pisces ascendant, the eclipse is taking place in the ninth house of your dharma, of your purpose, of 
what values you hold in this life of what virtues you hold in this life and also where are you going what do you want your life to look like it could also have to do with higher teachings it could involve the father or the guru there may be some big event that happens in this area and there's going to be a lot of contemplation maybe even a change in some way so i do hope that this was helpful i hope that you all feel supported again if you want really in-depth um information on each of the 12 zodiac signs you can join my patreon account patreon.com slash astrology now podcast i go into these much more in depth and i usually add some other things as well if you have any questions you can message me at astrology now podcast at gmail.com if you want to book a reading you can go to innerknowing.yoga to book yourself i'd love to see you on instagram is astrology now underscore podcast and i will talk to you all very soon have a wonderful eclipse and thank you so much for listening Again, this is Astrology Now, and I will talk to you all.